Hello, everybody. Happy weekend. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Get Stoked podcast. My name is Stokes. And rivalry week was a success with Michigan beating Ohio State at home, as well as Alabama taking down Auburn in quadruple overtime. Uh, We will do that recap here in just a second. But first, we will recap and then we will transition on into championship week as the top two in their respective conferences face off in their respective championship games, such as Michigan, Iowa, and Georgia, Alabama. We will get into that in just a little bit. And just to kick things off, uh, number four Cincinnati last Friday defeated Eastern Carolina uh, 35-13 with Desmond Ritter passing for 301 yards, kind of securing Cincinnati's spot in the top four for now. And another big game is, uh, of course, Alabama at Auburn, where Alabama won in quadruple overtime, uh, 24-22. And Bryce Young throwing for 317 yards as the passing leader. Uh, This game definitely was a little, it was a little slow for Alabama, but they, of course, picked things up and managed to beat Auburn at Auburn. And to me, Alabama didn't really look that impressive. Uh, They managed to stay in the top four as they get ready to face Georgia this Saturday. Uh, But I think Alabama did not really look that impressive. Of course, they were off to a slow start. And definitely, that I think that will probably transition into what's coming up ahead. But they managed to get the job done against Auburn. So great for the Crimson Tide as they stay 11-1, getting ready for Georgia. Up next, we had number 6 Notre Dame at Stanford, with Notre Dame defeating Stanford 45-14. to This gives them their number six spot, as they're also 11-1 with their only blemish to number four Cincinnati. And this also sets them up for a potential Cincinnati loss. But again, Oklahoma State is ahead of them, and it really depends on Cincinnati and Oklahoma State. If they both lose, Notre Dame is in, but considering they are an independent it's a little harder for them to get into the college football playoff considering they don't have a championship to win for. Uh, So again, Notre Dame beat Stanford 45 to 14 in a very impressive fashion to try to push themselves further into the college football playoff. Up next was Bedlam, Oklahoma, who was at number 10 at number seven, Oklahoma state where the Cowboys defeated the Sooners 37 to 33 Uh, Oklahoma State, they looked very good in this game. And they, uh, again, they set themselves up just underneath number four Cincinnati to probably get them to propel them into the top four, perhaps pushing Cincinnati out of the way to claim that number four slot. Uh, This game was a fun and entertaining game for me. And I, I really wanted to see Oklahoma State win, but I could have gone with Oklahoma winning this game as well. And, of course, this is Bedlam, one of the bigger rivalries in college football. And they did not disappoint. They really did not with Oklahoma State, again, winning 37-33, to with Oklahoma trying to gain the lead late in the fourth quarter. But Oklahoma State, of course, stopped them. And, again, this was a very entertaining game late in the day on Saturday. It was It was fun. It had everything you wanted. And it set Oklahoma State up perfectly, sitting at number five in the college football playoff rankings. 
but we shall see Saturday what happens. And then Texas Tech was at Baylor with Baylor winning 27-24. This is also potentially setting them up to upset Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship. Or perhaps if everything goes right for Baylor, they could potentially propel themselves into the top four. But I find that unlikely. But we shall definitely see come championship week. Oregon State was at number 11, Oregon, with Oregon defeating the Beavers 38-29, setting Oregon up to play Utah in the Pac-12 championship, with Oregon playing their usual usual Oregon ways against the Beavers. I did not watch this game personally, but from what I saw in the highlights, Oregon looked like they handled the ball well. Defensively, they let a couple things slip, which this is a seven-point game, and Oregon managed to get the job done. I have to say props to the Ducks for getting the job done against Oregon State in a classic Oregon-Oregon State game, which is a bigger rivalry between the two, if not their biggest rivalry. I know Oregon and Washington is also a big rivalry for Oregon, but this is definitely the bigger one, and Oregon came out on top. And then Penn State traveled to East Lansing as well this past weekend with the Spartans defeating the Nittany Lions 30-27. Michigan State managed to get the job done in a lot of snow against Penn State. And to me, this game game was very Michigan State-esque, I guess you could say. Uh, They managed to play well and hold off Penn State for the win. Of course, this was a close game in East Lansing. Penn State held on to their own, managed to stop Michigan State when they needed to, but but also they fell short and could not defeat and upset Michigan State. So this was a great win for Michigan State. I'm happy for them. And this puts them at 10-2 on the season, and we shall see how their bowl game goes in late December or January. Coming up next is number 14, Wisconsin, visiting Minnesota, with Minnesota getting the upset 23-13 against the Badgers, setting up the Iowa Hawkeyes with the win over Nebraska and propelling them to the Big Ten Championship where they will face Michigan. But, of course, we will get into that here in just a little bit. And Minnesota, they looked very good. Of course, the Big Ten West is all close between Iowa, Wisconsin, and Minnesota with Iowa now sitting at the top of the Big Ten West, of course, with the Wisconsin loss. And Minnesota is now tied for second with Wisconsin in the Big Ten. And I was quite surprised to see Minnesota win this game as they have proven to play well against some of these ranked teams, such as Wisconsin and a couple other teams like Purdue. And Wisconsin, I I am just, I was shocked when Wisconsin lost because... To, for me, as a Michigan fan, uh, this was kind of the scenario I was hoping for, where Wisconsin would lose and we'd face, and we, I mean Michigan, we would face Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game. And I will come up on the game here in just a second. And, of course, Wisconsin kind of being a little lackluster against Minnesota with the run and passing as they offensively have not looked the greatest, but defensively they looked a little bit better. And again, Minnesota taking the W on this one, 23-13. And then now we are heading down to the Bayou where the LSU Tigers defeated Texas A&M 
27 to 24 in Coach O's last game as the LSU head coach. As earlier this year, LSU and Coach O have agreed to part ways due to a numerous amount of reasons. But great for Coach O to get the last win over Texas A&M. And now, uh, now that with all the carousel of coaching hires, such as Lincoln Riley going to USC from Oklahoma and Brian Kelly from Notre Dame to LSU. And with these two uh, new hires, uh, that really sets up Notre Dame and Oklahoma in a very tough spot where they have to find their own new coaches. And of course, with all these recruits going to Notre Dame and Oklahoma, they are now backing out from those two respective programs and following their coaches. And that puts a lot of these players, uh, they're, of course, they're upset with all this unexpected news with Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma on such short notice when it's almost the end of the season, as well as Brian Kelly leaving basically in a flash to go to LSU. Um, I understand the players' frustration, some of the coaches, the fans. I really do, but best of luck to their new programs, and we shall definitely see how it turns out in the near future coming up in 2022. And then another big game was Florida State at Florida with Florida defeating Florida State 24-21. Again, this is another classic rivalry between an in-state rival. Fun game to watch. I really enjoyed Florida's performance over Florida State. And Florida State definitely could have taken the cake on this one as well since it was such a close game between the two programs as well as Florida managed to hold them off, hold off Florida State and a great offensive effort between the two programs. But, of course, Florida is victorious. Moving on now to a little Division II matchup where Grand Valley was at Ferris State. Ferris State took <laughs> took Grand Valley and manhandled them 54-20 to in a very snowy field up in Big Rapids. Uh, of course, Grand Valley really could not get anything going on offense, and they could not stop... Ferris's offense as well, where, of course, Ferris put up 54 points against them with Cade Peterson. And I'm going to do a quick side note here. There are too many Cades in Michigan with Cade Cunningham, Cade McNamara, and Grand Valley's Cade Peterson. It's kind of hard to keep track of any of them. But with Cade Peterson, uh, he could not get the ball rolling offensively, uh, whether that was passing or, of course, with the run game. Uh, Grand Valley season is now over, as in Division Two, there is a bigger playoff structure than in division one where they have 16 teams uh kind of four from each region where grand valley's in the in region three along with fair state and a northwestern missouri state and when grand valley beat lindenwood a couple weeks ago they had to play ferris which was inevitable as early this year they also played ferris and that was grand valley's singular defeat uh this game was going to be inevitable and i knew grand valley had a chance, and of course, Ferris dismantled that just as quickly. Uh, so congratulations, Grand Valley, on a successful season, and congratulations, Ferris, on the win as they now continue to the next round of playoff games. I'm not quite sure who they play next, but I'm sure they will either smoke them or they will get smoked themselves. So that is Division Two in a nutshell. It is a lot of top talent in Division Two, which is amazing to see of course division one is the prime real estate in college football and going back to division one for a hot second i forgot to mention this here a little bit earlier 
but Washington State was at Washington uh, for the Apple Cup, and Washington State defeated the Huskies 42-13 in Seattle, and Washington could not stop the run or the pass game from Washington State, as Washington State was the dominant team here in the Apple Cup, and Washington falls to Washington State in this classic rivalry dating back to early 1900s, and Washington State just looked, they looked very dominant against Washington's uh, offense as Washington's defense easily handled their def- their offense, excuse me, to 13 points. And again, Washington State 40, Washington 13. And that leads us to the game. Ohio State at Michigan, number two against number five. Michigan winning this one 42 to 27 with C.J. Stroud throwing for 394 yards, passing, and Hassan Haskins rushing for 169 yards and five touchdowns. This game was awesome to watch as a Michigan fan. Michigan ran the ball very well. They passed when they needed to very effectively, such as a great pass from McNamara to Cornelius Johnson to set up first and goal at the four. That was a great pass, but Michigan's defense really stepped up when they really needed to with Aiden Hutchison having three sacks on CJ Stroud. David Ojabo also having some defensive pressure there. Great defensive effort. Great play calling by Josh Gaddis and great execution by the Michigan offense. I just loved this game. It was perfect. The environment was amazing. 111,000 strong. Michigan rushing the field as the final seconds ticked to zero. And this sets up Michigan to replace Ohio State at number two in the playoff. Again, this was a great environment to watch, a great noon game. Me personally, it should be 3.30, but that's besides the point. Michigan taking the W after 10 long years going 0-8 in that time span against Ohio State with Jim Harbaugh getting his first win over Ohio State. And earlier in the week, Paul Feinbaum stated that Jim Harbaugh would never get a win against Ohio State. And now he is eating his own words as Jim Harbaugh did just that. One against Ohio State. It, It has been 10 years in the making. It should not have been that long, but it was. And now we're here. Michigan is going to the Big Ten Championship against Iowa, and I could not be more excited for this matchup, uh, the dream matchup for me as a Michigan fan, and congratulations on Michigan for defeating Ohio State, and we shall definitely see what happens tomorrow on Saturday. Now, kicking things off is Championship Week, where the top two teams in each division in each conference are facing each other to claim the title for their conference. Kicking things off tonight, Friday at 8 o'clock p.m. on ABC is number 10 Oregon facing number 17 Utah in Las Vegas. The money line or the line was two and a half in Utah's favor. Now it is moved up to three for Utah winning this game. Again, that is at 8 o'clock here in just a couple of hours. And I really like Utah for this game. If you remember back a couple of weeks, Utah beat Oregon in Salt Lake City. Great game on Utah's part. And Utah looked very good offensively and defensively. 
And I think if they can do it once, they can definitely do it again. But Oregon is looking for a very good rematch against Utah. I can see Utah winning this game. I can see Oregon winning this game. But me, I am taking Utah. It will be a close game. I'm saying 31 Utah to 28 Oregon to match that favor over Utah. And if Utah can handle the pass defense or the rush defense that you that Oregon brings, they will be just fine. It will be a repeat from when they last played Oregon. I really, again, like Utah for this matchup. Utah, again, 31 to Oregon, 28. Now moving on to Saturday, kicking things off at noon on ABC, is number nine Baylor facing number five Oklahoma State. This is in Arlington, Texas at AT&T Stadium where Oklahoma State is favored by six points against Baylor. I really like this matchup in the Big 12. I'm taking Oklahoma State to win. I'm saying 35 to Baylor, 28. It will be a close game, one-score game, where Oklahoma State, if they play like they did against Oklahoma, where they passed the ball well, they held on to their defense against Oklahoma. They, excuse me, they played well defensively against Oklahoma if they can do that again here against Baylor who did beat Oklahoma earlier this season I really like Oklahoma State's chances of winning this game and it could potentially propel them into the top four taking over Cincinnati's number four spot and Oklahoma State excuse me they when I watched the game in Bedlam they looked very good but it was a very even matchup between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State And I'm going to say the same for this game. This is a very even matchup. The Big 12 has always had very good even matchups where they hit hard offensively, they play well defensively, but they both produce high-scoring games. And I'm going to say the same for this game. 35-28 to is what I previously said. This this, This game could go either way, really. But I'm taking Oklahoma State to win this game. But I could also see Baylor again. It is a toss-up for me, but I'm leaning towards Oklahoma State to win this game. Then at 3 o'clock on Fox, Utah State is playing number 19, San Diego State, for the Mountain West Championship. And this is going to be in Carson, California, where the line is favoring San Diego State with a six-point lead. I'm taking San Diego State over this one. This is going to be maybe a little bit of a stretch but I say San Diego State is taking this game 42 to 24 that is what I think here for this game San Diego State they've proven to play well against teams in their own conference and I think Utah State will be no match for San Diego State with San Diego State taking the money at 42 to 24 and I really like how San Diego State will win this game they will produce a very good offense against Utah State, but we shall see come 3 o'clock on Fox tomorrow. Moving on into the list at 3.30 on ESPN is Appalachian State at number 24, Louisiana, and this is in Lafayette, where Louisiana is down three points. Excuse me, I should actually reword that. Appalachian State is a three-point favorite as the unranked underdog in this coming game, but they believe at ESPN that Louisiana is the underdog on their own home field, which is surprising to me. 
but I really do like this matchup. I see Appalachian State, who is 10 and 2 in the Sun Belt. They can definitely take this game. I am going with Appalachian State here, 35 to 24 against the the Cajuns and the Raging Cajuns, excuse me, where Louisiana will fall on their home field to Appalachian State. Up next is a top three matchup on CBS at 4 o'clock in Atlanta, Georgia at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Number one, Georgia facing number three, Alabama. Georgia's line is six and a half favored, and I like Georgia for this one. They've been dominant all season, especially for ranked teams such as Arkansas and Kentucky at the time, and I don't think Alabama will be an exception. They will definitely bring a fight with them. Alabama will. But I'm taking Georgia with this game. It's going to be a gritty SEC classic matchup between these two rivals. I'm taking Georgia 45 to Alabama 28, where Alabama, to me, they looked they looked slow against Auburn. I expect them to play a little better against Georgia, but they, of course, will struggle as they are 11-1, falling to Texas A&M earlier this season. But Georgia has played so well defensively, so well offensively, where they've basically shut out every team, basically, throughout the season. And I don't expect anything less from Georgia coming into this matchup tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Again, I am taking Georgia for this matchup. Should be a gritty, classic SEC matchup. But go Bulldogs. Let's go number one. Stay undefeated. And that will be an exciting game at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. Coming up now at 4 o'clock as well on ABC is number 21 Houston facing number 4 Cincinnati. They are The Houston Cougars are traveling to Cincinnati to face the Bearcats where Cincinnati aims to stay perfect and win the American Athletic Conference Championship. I like Cincinnati's champions, chances excuse me, where they are coming out as a 10.5 point favorite over Houston. And I like how Cincinnati has played all season long. They've played very well. They've proven themselves. They've struggled at times, which is not atypical for a team. But I really do like how they stand on this game. Uh, I say Cincinnati wins this game 42 to Houston's 14 in Cincinnati. Again, Desmond Ritter, excuse me, has played very well at the QB position. And I don't expect anything less in this ranked matchup in the American Athletic Conference. Again, Cincinnati 42-14. to And then the final ranked championship game of the day tomorrow on Saturday is number 15 Pittsburgh playing against number 16 Wake Forest. And that is in Charlotte, North Carolina, where Pittsburgh is a three and a half point favorite over the Wake Forest team. I really like Pittsburgh. They've played very well in the ACC, where Wake Forest has definitely been the biggest surprise. And I think this was going to be a very good game between the two programs. But I really like Pittsburgh winning this game. I say it's going to be a close game, where Pittsburgh will win 27 to Wake Forest 24. This was definitely going to come down to the wire, where they both play very well defensively against each other. But again, I really like Pittsburgh's chances of winning this game. Even though it will be close, 27 Pittsburgh to Wake Forest 24. And now moving on to 
the personal favorite matchup of tomorrow. Number two, Michigan, facing off against number 13, Iowa, in Indianapolis tomorrow at 8 o'clock on Fox, where Michigan is an 11-point favorite. That did change from a 10.5-point favorite, but it is now an 11-point favorite for Michigan. I really like how Michigan played last week against Ohio State. If they can play like that again, very well on the defensive front, very well offensively, where the run game was dominant and the defensive was strong. I really like Michigan winning this game. I say Michigan 42, Iowa 21. This is going to be a very fun matchup between the two, uh, where last time uh, Michigan only scraped by against Iowa in Ann Arbor. And I, Michigan has always been a great team for me. This year was definitely different. Everything changed. Uh, I think for me, when Jump Around in Wisconsin came on, uh, that's when I kind of knew Michigan was a good team. They were more energetic. They were hyped. The coaches were getting into it. The players were getting into it. I, again, like this matchup for Michigan. Michigan will win 42-21 to for, for Michigan. And uh, something special that Michigan is doing where this past week uh, there was a tragic shooting in Oxford, Michigan, just outside Metro Detroit, where four people were killed and several injured. Uh, Michigan is uh, putting a patch on their uniform, and on their Twitter page they tweeted, and I quote, We are proud to represent the state of Michigan and all of its communities. And they go on to say, uh, Our uniforms will feature a special logo during Saturday's Big Ten Championship game. The shape is of Oxford's Block O, meant to honor all victims, survivors, and community members. The TM and 42 pay tribute to football player Tate Meyer, Tate, Hannah St. Juliana, Madison Baldwin, and Tate Schilling, whose lives were senselessly lost earlier this week, are represented by four blue hearts. We are proud to represent the state of Michigan and all of its communities. Hashtag Oxford Strong and hashtag Michigan Strong. End quote. For all those who are affected by Oxford, we are here for you, we are with you, and we are praying for you, and we are all Oxford strong. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Get Stoked Podcast. Go Blue, have a safe weekend, and we will see you next week, Friday.